It's time for the Mental Health Moment, a show exploring the world of mental health and answers for life. Brought to you by Life Launch Centers. Here's your host, Joe Newman. Welcome to the Mental Health Moment. It's Mental Health Monday, and I'm your host, Joe Newman, with Life Launch Centers. This is the show to find out how to deal with hard emotions, improve your mental health, and really just find answers for life. I want to start by inviting all the listeners out there. If if you or a loved one is struggling with depression, isolation, or if anxiety has taken over your lives, I assure you there is help. It doesn't have to be a lifelong thing you deal with, but rather you can learn the emotional tools and skills to actually overcome these hard emotions. You know, these these tools include mindfulness, resilience, Uh, how to maintain balance in life, and building healthy connections. If you've got questions about how to kick anxiety and depression to the curb, honestly, the best way to find help is to simply give us a call at 833-803-3883. We're doing free 15-minute phone consultations where we're happy to talk to you about your situation and make some recommendations on how to find help for your mental health challenges. Again, that number is 833-803-803. 3883, or jump on our website at lifelaunchcenters.com. There's a lot of great info on there, including uh, all the archive of these radio shows that talk all about our resilience curriculum and tips on how to address many of the major mental health risks out there. Again, the website is lifelaunchcenters.com. Well, today we're going to talk about one of the biggest mental health concerns out there, for parents, and that's excessive gaming. And I've got some amazing professionals in studio with me today. I've got Matthew Arrington, Executive Director of Forte Strong, and Ben Harding. He's a licensed clinical social worker and the lead therapist at Forte Strong. Gentlemen, thank you for being with me today. Thanks, Joe. Great to be here. Thanks. You know, you guys deal a lot with this. And, you know, just to for the benefit of the listeners, Tell us a little bit about what Forte Strong is all about. Absolutely. So um, Forte Strong is a uh, mental and behavioral health program that's specifically designed for young adult men who are failing to launch. So we're working with uh, 18 to 30 year olds who are just struggling being, um, you know, independent. And Mm -hmm. so our mission is really simple. It's building healthy, strong, independent men. And um, it's awesome. Yeah. One of the biggest causes of failure to launch uh, is, you know, video game addiction. So you guys see this all the time, all the time, all the time. Like what percentage of the gentlemen who come to your program would you say deal with this on some level? Um, I would probably say nearly all of them. Wow. Um, I would say that video games aren't the only avenue, but they're definitely, it's definitely the most predominant. Yeah. You know, um, what we're really looking at is what video games do to these guys is it's a dependency for them. It's a way to isolate, a way to get away from things, right? So we're looking for those dependencies and video games is by far the most prevalent. So, and your program is a residential program, is that right? So um, people from all over the nation send their sons to you to help learn how to successfully launch into life. Correct. Yeah. Most of our clients come from uh, outside of the state and we get international clients every year as well. Wow. So do you take local guys too? Like if listeners out there right now, or, you know, they've got a 28 year old (laughs) son who's all cooped up in the basement. Can they come to you guys? Um, I would say no. Uh, We're not going to be the best fit because, you know, half of 
the success that we get is just changing the environment to the individual. And so if they're hanging around the place where they grew up, it's going to be really easy for them to just go back home when things yeah. get hard instead of, you know, facing, uh, facing those difficult things, uh, difficult emotions and becoming more resilient and overcoming those. Well, so, what I love is that everyone out there right now, I think knows somebody in this in this uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And so there may be friends, family, loved ones from, you know, around the nation who people listening right now may say, you know what, we've got an amazing program in St. George. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring my nephew or sure. tell my, tell my sister about this so that, you know, my nephew can get some help. Sure. Yep. So, Absolutely. well, that's awesome. And I'm so glad to have some professionals on the show to talk about this because you know, I have a lot of personal feelings about it, but as you guys who are in the industry working with these gentlemen every day really have the the depth and the understanding of the problem here and what we do to help. Sure. That's what we try to do on the show is really offer parents some some helpful insights because rather than just talk about the issue, right, we're all looking for <laughs> what we can do Absolutely. about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and to, you know, be totally honest, so I'm 39 years old. Uh, I've got seven kids and I grew up what I, I call in the Nintendo era. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was eight years old, I remember when the first box Nintendo came out and Super Mario Brothers was all the rage. And I grew up playing video games and I successfully launched. So, I mean, are there like, you know, healthy versus unhealthy standards of gaming? How do you guys deal with that? That's a great question. Um, you know, just like with most things in life, uh, you know, I don't think that video games are inherently bad or, or evil per se. Um, but you know, you got to exercise some moderation, right? Yeah. So food, for example, food can be a really helpful tool to help us to be healthy, to be strong, to be active and have energy, or we can use it to our detriment. And so it's the same thing with video games. I think that video games can be, um, a healthy part of, you know, of recreation as long as it's used in, in, you know, moderation. I love that comparison because, uh, it's something that you have to teach your kids, right? Like as a parent, whether it's eating or whether it's gaming or whether it's physical activity, these things that can contribute positively to our lives or can become a detriment, we have to help them learn that balance. So what do you guys do to, to teach the balance? That's such a great question. Um, in the program, um, just for context, there's phases, uh, excuse me, we call them levels. Yeah. Um, and those levels, um, we have different restrictions specifically with technology within those levels. Because when they get to the more advanced levels, we want them to have free access to the video games so that we can see how they manage it in their life. So gotcha. we start with a technology detox. Um, we try to go a month without any technology. I love it. A yep. month. Mm-hmm. That's great. So like no phone in their hand. No phone in their hand. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. And, you know, we, we see a lot of interesting uh you know, symptoms come out of that. You know, I've seen people, um, you know, it, some of our guys come in that it's very similar to a, a substance detox. Really? Mm-hmm. They have the same physiological response mm-hmm. getting off of technology as they would say alcohol or heroin or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Wow. Yep. And so when they are going through that, what do you do to help them? Well, we sit down with them. We talk to them about what their goals are. We talk to them about that this is a dependency that's dropping them down and really just be a container for them to be able to have those emotional experiences. And, you know, it's part of the process. 
Right. So when you say be a container for them, you're, you're there with them mm-hmm. kind of processing these hard emotions. They know they can come and talk to you mm-hmm. about how bad they want to play video games and how hard this is. Exactly. Yep. And really it's that empathy that like building strength, having those strong connections with someone that their brain starts to produce oxytocin, the mm-hmm. healthy long-term happy hormone rather than all of that that high uh, dosage of dopamine that's a, the highly addictive. Is that is that the concept behind that? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I think of with video games is that I see guys put a lot of effort and work into it because they're getting achievements. The problem within the video game, the problem gotcha. is those achievements don't equate to anything in real life, right? So the energy and effort that they're putting towards advancing in life goes to somewhere that's not producing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing of gamifying yep. today. Everything is gamified, right? You've mm-hmm. got to like get the gold coins or the stars or, you know, uh, it was interesting. I recently downloaded Mario Kart from my phone because I grew up playing Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. But the greatest part about it was sitting there on the couch next to your buddies and it was this epic battle and you're bumping elbows and yelling at each other and you're having an actual like social interaction with them. But then as I saw it on a personal device, I thought that's taken all of that good interaction away, that camaraderie and just made it a total dopamine rush. And I started to experience that recognizing they had to gamify the whole thing by offering all these extra stars and all these extra coins and all these, you know, accomplishments like you said in the game that really don't equate to anything in life Mm -hmm. but try to hook you on playing more of that game well and you mentioned the oxytocin and that's exactly what's happening there is that there's a lot of brain chemistry that's going on and lots of rewards that they're getting and it's again false right they they feel like they're accomplishing things because they are virtually right Mm -hmm. but it doesn't last it's it's short-lived and it becomes addictive so, you know, I, again, I, what I found that I had to do with my kids and you guys tell me if this is good or not, uh, you're the professionals, but I've got a 16 year old son and, you know, for years he's been interested in, in video games. And when he was young, I'd say like six, seven, eight years old, you know, we got him an old school GameCube, right? We're still on the GameCube. <laughs> and, um, but it's awesome because we have these multiple player games where we play together, like super smash bros or Mario Kart, or whatever. And it does become um, like a social event. And I, from the very beginning, I warned him. It's like, when you find yourself becoming isolated with video games, that's where it becomes a problem. Um, when you want to, you know, get some group of guys together, or, you know, I'll come down and play with you, and we can build some some uh, memories together playing these games. Mm-hmm then that's, that's okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. How does, how does that correlate with what you guys see at Forte Strong? Yeah. So the Forte Strong environment is structured to be, you know, a positive peer culture. And so the idea is, is that, you know, previously maybe I used to really be inclined to just play video games all day, but having a set of peers around me that understand me and understand what I'm going through. And some have kind of been down the road a little bit further than I have. It's easier for me to kind of engage socially and gain confidence and self-esteem from real social interactions and communication than it is to just have that in a virtual setting. So, so my, you know, my take is that socially based games are so much better 
for recreation than, you know, single player games. However, what we're seeing, statistically speaking, is a rise in people isolating, um, playing their own video games by themselves. Yeah. So. And they think that because they're playing online in their basement with a headset that they're being social. Right. But that doesn't seem to create the same kind of. Connection. Connection. No, no, it doesn't. There's a lot that we don't understand about what technology is doing to us right now. We're just learning, right? right. And um, we see this in our guys. You know, one of the horror stories that come, came from Forte Strong is that, you know how a lot of video games will show you how much time you've logged into the video game, yeah. how much you've actually played. Right. Well, we had one individual who came through that had, had logged over a year in one game. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So... That kind of, and, and this was a single, single player game. And so that kind of isolation, you know, he was 24 years old and you can say that one year of that 24 was spent in isolation. Wow. You know, I've got to take a break here, but we are coming back the second half going to talk about, you know, what kind of games are, are, uh, helpful, which ones may be a little bit more harmful to watch out for. But, um, you know, I, I want to offer a free gift for anyone listening out there right now. Um, we've got a, a free copy of the Emotional Navigator. It's a 20-page booklet that helps you navigate what is healthy and unhealthy emotional behavior and gives an introduction to the resilience curriculum at Life Launch Center. So you can order it online at our website at lifelaunchcenters.com or just give us a call at 833-803-3883. So if you or a loved one is struggling with anxiety, depression, social isolation, excessive gaming. Now is the best time to get help. Don't wait. Give us a call and we can help strategize with you what would be the best course of action to help your loved one. The number again is 833-803-3883. You know, they um, will be back just one minute with Ben um, and Matthew from Forte Strong to talk more about excessive gaming and what to do about it. We'll be back in a minute. Ugh, I'll tell you, I, I just can't take this kid anymore. Uh-oh. Are you having problems with Dawson again? Man, I thought he would grow out of this, but he lies to us all the time, and he just sits in the basement playing video games. He says he's even got anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the heck is that anyway? Like, this kid's life's really that hard? Come on. Well, you know, life really is different for kids these days. Huh. What did you guys do to help Gavin? It was Life Launch Centers. I mean, he struggled for years, and we thought it was just his personality... But really, we just needed to learn some emotional tools. Tools? Like what? Like what it means to be emotionally hijacked. How to talk out the stories in your head. And really, the distress tolerance tools helped a ton. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it took some dedication from all of us, but he's doing great now, and it was totally worth it. You can actually overcome anxiety and depression in just two to three months with group counseling at Life Launch Centers. Don't wait until they fail in life. Get them the tools they need to successfully launch into life. Start by calling 833-803-3883. Welcome back to the Mental Health Moment. I'm your host, Joe Newman with Life Launch Centers, and we're talking about excessive gaming. And today in studio, I've got with me Matthew um, Arrington, Executive Director of Forte Strong, and Ben Harding, who's a licensed clinical social worker and the lead therapist at Forte Strong. And just, if you're tuning in just now, these gentlemen deal with um, young men who have had excessive gaming kind of overtake their lives. And I'm so thankful to have you in studio today to really give us the inside perspective on this, on this issue. I know there's a lot of parents out there who are who are kind of worried about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, what kind of games would you 
um, talk about or or recommend to parents to kind of keep an eye out for and maybe you know limit or not recommend? Sure. So um, I'll start by just saying that video games, um, you know, there there is a, a rating system similar to what we have with movies. Yeah. And so um, there are games that have mature content that show, um, uh, you know, nudity, graphic nudity. Um, they swear. Um, and, blood and violence. Yeah, blood mm-hmm. and violence. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of gore. And so you know, use that just if if you don't know anything about video games as a parent to just say, hey, look, is this rated E for everyone, meaning my eight year old and my twenty year old can play it, or is it M for mature audiences only? Because that'd be similar to you know like a, a rated R or you know rated X movie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad you said that because I have been appalled to hear that. I mean, back in the day when we were growing up, it was all about graphics, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, this new game's got the best graphics. And that was the motivation to get it. Well, graphics have kind of gotten so good that it's almost like just totally lifelike. Absolutely. And yes. so what they have to do now is is provide more tantalizing content. Mm-hmm. And we're also aware of a, of a particular game where even one of the objectives is to steal a car, pull over get a prostitute, rape her, and then throw her back on the curb without paying her. And when you do this, this is like some objective or some like, you know. In-game achievement, yep. right? Achievement. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And Joe, you mentioned um, what games to be looking out for. That game is is a role-playing game. And that's the role-playing games are one of the most dangerous that I see because, as I was mentioning earlier, it it takes the substitute to some degree of, of a person's life yeah. and their achievements. But again, it's, it's not, it doesn't have any substance to it. Oh, that's so interesting because there's even this bigger push for, you know, virtual reality and all these other more immersifying kind of gaming experiences, which I got to say, I had a young man just the other day um, who said to me, he, you know, he's like in sixth grade uh, or maybe seventh grade. Anyway, he says, um, did you know that people who play video games more are smarter? <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. How'd you find out about this? And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I heard that there's these studies that uh, shows that people who play video games more are smarter. So I was kind of like, so does that mean um, that you have really good grades? Like if because you love to play video games, you aspire to be, you know, the, the other big thing is that these kids aspire to be online gamers that... Um, other people tune in and watch their gaming and then they're going to earn money this way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you see this in your, in your, Oh, so much, so much, you know, it's very akin to like professional sports. You know, we all have those dreams and that's okay to dream like that. But eventually, you know, most of us say, okay, so I can't throw a football, you know, a hundred yards. So I'm not going to be in the NFL. Those guys don't see that dream ever crash. They just keep going towards the idea of I'm going to be a professional gamer. I mean, what are the statistics even like of how many people actually become professional gamers? Yeah, I, I actually don't know that statistic, but I know that it's extremely low. And I'll give you an example. We had a student who um, approached his father and said, hey, dad, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to you know, go get a job. Instead, what I want to do is work towards my dream of becoming a professional video gamer. And his dad said, okay, what do you need to do that? And he said, I need you to, you know, pay my rent and pay my food and give me, you know, uh, some sort of an allowance while I work on this dream. 
And we don't see this a lot, but this dad, um, he said, okay, fine, I'll do that for you. And so he supported his son for a year. And at the end of the year, you know, he approached his son. He said, okay, it's been a year. And where are we at? Yeah. And, you know, again, going back to what Ben was talking about earlier, this guy, you know, unfortunately kind of wasted a year of his life. Now he was in the top, you know, 50 players of the entire world in this one specific game. Yeah. But at the end he had to have a hard look and say, is this benefiting my life? Am I being productive? Is it helping me socially? Is it helping me financially? And he came to the conclusion that no, I, I just don't have the skill set to do this professionally long term. I mean, because there's these guys like Ninja out there, who, right? Yeah. Or like the yeah. big top dollar earners. Mm-hmm. And it's this big tantalizing thing for guys to say, no, I'm actually doing work. Like this is, I'm, a, I'm progressing in life. But mm-hmm. I mean, from what you're saying, it's not a very realistic dream, but it, it, more often happens that guys come to you to get off of this serious addiction mm-hmm. in order to accomplish anything in life. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know, a similar story um, to what Matt just shared is we have a, a student right now that um, was actually able to make some good money uh, playing video games. But what ended up happening to him was that he was depressed, yeah, became suicidal eventually ended up in the hospital and needed treatment. Right. So even though he was at the point where he was making money with it, it still didn't fulfill his life enough to have a healthy mental health. Wow. So, and that's because of the addictive nature, they're experiencing um, all that dopamine release because they're playing the video game often. It's kind of like, it almost sounds like a drug dealer that actually uses their own product. You know, most drug dealers out there, like heroin dealers and stuff, they don't use the product because they know how addictive and damaging it is. But this is kind of where they're, they have to partake of the product in order to be successful at it. But it's, it's, it just proves to be detrimental. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that it's important to recognize too, that, you know, we do things for specific reasons in our life, even if it's um, affecting our mental health and well-being. Um, and so what we have to do is is place that in a framework where they can say, okay, what I'm doing is fulfilling this need. Now, then we can have the conversation of what other things in your life can we introduce that will also fulfill that need, but be more productive and healthy and, and make you a little bit of a happier person. I love it. So there's values and goals. Mm-hmm. which is exactly what our program is based off of also. And Absolutely. Unfortunately, it sounds like just today we've lost sight of what we truly value in life. Mm-hmm. We let things invade. So, so I guess the big question out there for parents is how much is okay? Yeah, that to me is a, is a real personal question. So mm-hmm. we just did a, an interview recently with one of the um, news stations up in Salt Lake, and they were talking specifically about Fortnite, which is one of the yeah. you know, bigger, popular, prevalent games right now. Mm-hmm. And you just have to kind of determine as a family what that is for you. So um, we've come across families who say, you know what, video games are okay, but on the weekends when you don't have schoolwork, you don't have you know sports or other activities. And then we have other families that say, as long as you do X then you get, you know, this amount of video games. So for example, for every hour worth of, you know, chores or job work you do, you get a half hour of video games. So, so creating a structure or an environment where you're not, you know, making it this, this enigma or this, this thing that they can't touch, cause that's going to create curiosity and then they're going to want to play it even more. Right. But no, you can have access to this, but these are the requirements for our home. These are the requirements for, for what you need. Um, what I can tell you is that on average, we see people playing around the world between seven and eight hours a week. 
So I just want to put that into context. That's the average. There are some that are much higher and some that are less. So for me, that's an entire workday. And, yeah. and for me personally, I'm not opposed to my kids playing video games, but I don't have a video game console at my home. Yeah. So, so just, just as a family, you know, as, as parents, um, sit down and determine what you feel is healthy usage for your kids, what can, um, contribute to their overall health and well-being without becoming a distraction to the more important things in life. I love it. You guys are so awesome. How do people get a hold of you if they have some referral that they want to send you? Great question. So uh, we can be, uh, our website is fortestrong.com. That's F-O-R-T-E strong.com. Um, we can also be reached at 866-763-7033. And um, yeah, reach out if there's anything we can do to help. Uh, you know, we'd love to have a, a conversation with you. And um, and again, kind of going back to what you're talking about, Joe, if you're here local in St. George, Washington County or Southern Utah, um, reach out to life, life launch centers. They, they've really got some tools that, that can put you on the right path. If you have a loved one that lives outside of here and they're between, you know, that age of 1830 as a young man, then feel free to give us a call. I love it. Thank you so much, Matthew and Ben for being with us today. Thanks for having us. You're awesome. I love what you're doing for the community and for the nation and really just to help these young men. Cause that's what it is all about is trying to help our kids learn how to successfully launch into life. You know, I've got to wrap things up here, and um, it's been such a, ple- a privilege and pleasure to get to talk about this major concern. If you have any questions, again, give us a call at 833-803-3883. This has been your Mental Health Moment. Join us again next Monday at 5.30 p.m. right here on St. George News Radio. This is Joe Newman signing off from Life Launch Centers. Until next time, keep those kids safe and keep your sanity. You've been listening to the Mental Health Moment, brought to you by Life Launch Centers. For more info, visit them at lifelaunchcenters.com.